Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. It's time to get this body started With Danny, Jimmy, Greg, Donna, Jim, and JC All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty It's time to get this body started tonight Thank you, Baby J, for uh, starting this record. It's Footy Prime. Oh, JC, you, you tell us things off camera and you know we're going to jump all over it. Hey, <sighs> Baby J? Hey, you know what? I'm finally getting my wish of that being my grade eight nickname. Jimmy, do you think people should give themselves nicknames? No. <laughs> Jamie, do you have a nickname that you never wanted but people gave you uh i've been called a few things i went cunty balls oh yeah all sorts of stuff but jimmy b always stuck that was the one were you called james as a kid or was it always jimmy or jim uh i got james jimmy jim and seamus seamus that's a good uh, one yeah. yeah 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 i like seamus i had a cat called seamus once how do you spell seamus S-E-A-M-U-S. C-M-O-S. No, Seamus. Okay, great. It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like Irish names like uh, Siobhan. Yeah, Siobhan's a big one, right? S-I-O-B-H-A-N? That's, oh my, my, that's my cousin's name. Siobhan. And my Siobhan. Uncle. Yes. Siobhan. Um, so, yeah, Jimmy's here. JC, me, Shams. Uh, Craig will join us at some point. Wong is off today. Um, so, do you think Ronaldo was happy today, Jimmy. When, when all, all shook out and he got benched and his replacement, the kid, 21-year-old um, Ramos, scores a hat-trick. We see him on the sidelines. He's, he's celebrating with the team. Do you think he's actually happy? Yes. That you do? Yes, I do. I think the media is getting a hold of this now. Um, they're trying to analyze everything and uh, – just anything that happens, they're trying to nitpick now because they know it's going to sell and it's going to cause some controversy. But I think when he scored, when Portugal scored their first goal, he was one of the first ones running down the sideline too, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He was in there celebrating with everybody, smiling. Um, 
Yeah, I'm glad he said that because you know, you know, we're often hard on Ronaldo for, and usually it's his yeah. own bloody fault, right? Um, but I'm seeing the British media right now, and they're really focusing on him walking off the field by himself at the final yeah. whistle, while his team celebrated. And I think we're really trying to just find something now, aren't we? You know, this guy was smiling; he was celebrating with his teammates during the goals post match. I'm sure he had a few exchanges, happy exchanges with the teammates, and then may- maybe he's like saying. Listen, boys, calm down. We've got to the quarterfinals. The job's not done yet. That's what I, I, I'd like to think he's, he's saying instead by just walking off the field and not celebrating with his team. Yeah, I think, I think you could be, could be right. He knows. You know, he wants to win this. He wants to get to a final. Um, but there was no doubt. Look, even when he came on, you know, he had a smile on his face, shaking players' hands. Um, after the game, went and applauded the, the fans, and then he walked off. Like, what's I don't understand. They're just looking at everything now, nitpicking. I don't yeah. think he had a, I don't think there was a, the, an issue with it. And you're right, though, Charms. He's probably just thinking, you know what, guys, this is just another game. We're in the next round. Let's let's get off this pitch, get ourselves ready, recover, and get ready for that next match against Morocco. But when he's dropped for that one, which I'm assuming he will be, because Gonzalo Ramos was just so good today, and even João Felix. The couple of yeah. assists just looked like he was free from the, the shackles that are Cristiano Ronaldo. Not to blame it all on Ronaldo. It's easy to, right? But the whole yeah. team played loose, it looked like today. Do you think he'll remain happy? Could he be a real force in that room, you know, for good, a power of good in that I room? Think or- he, I think he can be. I think he understands. I mean, look, obviously he's uh, he sat down, had a discussion with the with the manager and some of the staff when he's not playing, right? You have to sit him down, have a good conversation. More or less tell him there's, there's a role that he's got to play. You know, you played a couple of games, so games are coming quick. You know, I'm not going to start you this match, but I need you. you you're important for this 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 uh, this national team. And you've got to support support the players. I'm sure they had this this conversation with them. Well, they have to. And um, I, I think I think he's fine with it. I do. I don't, I don't think like the speculation that's going on right now, I I don't think there's any issues. That team doesn't look like a team that played with any any issues behind the scenes, do they? No, they didn't. No they, they looked just great today, as yeah, bad as Switzerland was. Yeah. Boy, they moved that ball around nicely, didn't they? And they were all good goals as well. Oh, great goals. Great goals. I mean, that, that was a, a solid team performance. And you're playing against the Switzerland, who defensively are sound. And going through qualifying, they, were, they conceded one of the least amount of goals. And they just got absolutely picked apart today. They were they were in shambles in some parts of that match today. We we talked I've about it when they like when they beat Serbia, right? It was obviously quite an emotional match. And, and did they leave too much on the field? Now take us onto the field of play, Jimmy. You, you, I hear about this a lot. Oh well, the last game was so emotional. It's a real come down for this one. Does that really happen when this you know at a World Cup? I, I can see it maybe in the league. When you're playing on a Saturday, for example, and crazy tempestuous result goes down to the wire, there's hatred, there's anger, there's cards. Wow, it's exhausting. And then you play on Tuesday, for example, against some nobody, and you're not up for the fight. I can see that. Yeah, but- like club club football. Yeah, you know, you're going to get those games where you're, you're playing a, a huge, huge match, and then midweek you're playing, you know, a lower division team or a team that's at the bottom of the table. You know, and it's hard to get yourself going again and back up because you're already fatigued. You've wasted so much energy in that, that previous match. So, you know, it, it, the fatigue's going to set in because I think with a lot of these teams, they don't have the depth that 
France does, in England does, uh, a Brazil, an Argentina, you know, Portugal. You've seen the players coming off the bench today. You know, they've got some good, good players where some countries, they maybe got 15 players that they can really rely on and get something out, out of a match. And you keep pushing those players. Um, and then the recovery time is not, not an awful lot. In some games, you know, you, you burn a lot more energy than what you do in others. And you could see, I think, a couple of teams have really kind of fizzled out and fatigued. And Switzerland was one of those teams that just looked like they were tapped out today and just done. Mentally, yeah, Korea, Senegal, similar. Korea, right? the same, right? And I'll, you tell you, I'll tell you another big game, Charms, that's going to take a hell of a lot out of these players, that France-England game. Mentally, Get the excuses in already, eh, for that semi-final. Mentally, physically, I'm telling you, that's going to take a, a toll on on these two teams because they are they're going to go at it. It's going to be back and forth this one. So yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. Thankfully, I guess though, the next matchup for the winner of that would be so enormous a World Cup semi-final, right? If you can't get yeah. over that, you got some issues. Um, are you a fan of the five subs, by the way? I mean, you mentioned about fatigue and how the smaller teams with less depth that they can't bring on the same quality off the bench. As a guy that's played the game and coached the game, do you like five subs, six actually subs for games that go into extra time? Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. I mean, look, when you think about it, you know, you got 10 outfield players. So you're changing half your half your lineup. But depth, though, isn't unfair that the big teams have more depth on the bench. They can really take advantage of that more so than a smaller team. Yeah, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's unfair. It's just the the way that it is. You know, and it's down to the countries then really to produce more players and that's develop yeah, more players. That's, point. that's what I think, too. When you hear clubs complain about it, right? Well, that's fine. Get get deeper then. Yeah. <laughs> of course, a lot of teams buy their depth, but anyway, different story for a different podcast. Um, so Portugal's playing Morocco, who beat Spain in another... What do you call it? A shocker? Given, given what I've seen so far this year's World Cup and the way Morocco have played, yeah. it's a surprise, yes. But it didn't blow my mind just knowing how, how well that team can play and how Spain have looked pretty average at times in the group well, phase. Well, you think in the, uh, in the group stage, I think Morocco surprised an awful lot of people, didn't they? Um, that was one team that I think everybody's thinking, oh, they're going to finish last. That's a team that we're going to pick up points with. Um, and they surprised an awful lot of people. And like I said, they're, they're riding that wave right now. They're the, they're the underdogs. Um, they can play with freedom. And I thought they, they did that with uh, against Spain today. You know, they were, they're very, very organized. They, you know, they were comfortable with Spain knocking the, the leather off of the ball. What was it? A thousand passes to get nowhere. So they, it didn't really cause them any problems. Um, and they were happy going into penalty shots because they were thinking, okay, well, we still got a chance here to get something out of this game. Still then, in, in penalty shots, the pressure's still on Spain. Pressure's not on them. Yeah. And now you're going into this next match against Morocco, or against uh, Portugal. All the pressure's on Portugal. Yep. Again, they're going to go play with freedom and just be like, hey, boys, no one expected us to be here, and let's go off from it. Was, it was very similar to us with the Gold Cup. Exact same. Mm-hmm. Like, we just went out there. We knew every match we were the underdogs, whoever we were playing. You know, we could go play with the freedom. And now there's a huge sense of confidence amongst them. And once you start getting into the later stages like there are now, and, you know, they, they finished top of the group ahead of Croatia and Belgium, and they're probably, they're looking, you're looking at that and going, okay, we just won that. Bang, okay, we just beat Spain. 
Portugal, not a problem. Let's go. And, and yeah. like the, the confidence just keeps building and building and building where you more or less start playing with with uh, being very brave, James. Being yeah, very well, brave in your approach to the games and the way that you're playing. Yeah, and, and that's, I guess, yeah, without the pressure, you can be brave, right? You can try things that perhaps you wouldn't ordinarily try. Um, yeah. I mean, against Spain, they, they, they left everything out on the pitch too, right? I mean, they were defending so valiantly throughout that 120 minutes. They're blocking everything, giving Spain very little space on the ball in that final third in particular. They were chasing Spain, chasing Spaniards around that pitch like all game long, right? Over a yeah. thousand passes for Spain. Is there a chance though that they, they will be fatigued, exhausted by the time they, they meet Portugal? Well, yeah, there's a there's a possibility. I mean, that does take a toll on you. You know, when you're defending like that and you you're chasing the ball, you're trying to close down runners and, you know, you're mentally, you're, it's draining. Mentally, that's draining because you're so focused for, for so long. Um, but the good thing is they're going to have a bit of a break now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a longer recovery than what they've been having. So I think it'll, uh, it'll do them a lot of good. For sure, that's, that will help, that big break that they're going to have now. And I say big. It's not, it's not big, but it's still more than what it was in the, in the previous games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, looking at the quarterfinals, it's funny, right? We talk about this World Cup and all the shocks and how weird it is and maybe a strange thing is going to happen. But only Morocco is a team that stands out in those quarterfinals, right? As being a team that you wouldn't have expected to be there before the World Cup. Croatia, Brazil, Netherlands, Argentina. They're the Friday games. And then on Saturday, it's Morocco, Portugal in the early one. Then England, France in, in the late one. Juicy matchups, aren't they? They really are. Um, do you, is your perspective any different now, Jimmy, at the quarterfinal stage than it was before the World Cup? Do you still think when it comes down to it, you get to those semifinals, you're going to see the usual suspects there? It's lining up that way, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I mean, if, you, if you're looking at all the all the games, like you said, with, with Holland and Argentina, you're, most people are probably expecting Argentina to get through. Croatia, Brazil, most people are probably thinking Brazil. Portugal, Morocco, it's got to be Portugal, hasn't it? And then England or France, I mean, I'm sure majority of people had England or France going to the semifinals. But you're always thinking, okay, there might be one upset in in one of these four games. And who's that going to be? Is it going to be Croatia beating Brazil? Is it going to be Morocco beating Portugal? Would England beating France be a surprise? No, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I think everybody's looking at at this England squad right now with a uh, with with a lot of confidence, thinking what a team that they have here. Players that are coming off the bench, how dynamic they are going forward. You know, the, the chances that they're creating, they look very good, really good. And that's why I, I was saying before, like that England France game, that that could be a World Cup final. Yeah, it could absolutely. They're both, yeah. they're both powerhouses and deep, deep squads. And attack-minded teams, you know. So that's a fun yeah. part, right? I really hope that England goes at them and Southgate doesn't, you know, just because yeah. it has got a tendency in the past to be very conservative. Yeah, um, I, I I agree with you, you know, and and that's why when you when you look at these big matches, you know, such as England France now, you you hope it's not a stalemate. You hope it's just two teams that are just going toe to toe and both playing attack-minded football and. You know, mm-hmm. I, I hope it's a high-scoring game. I really do. Yeah, me, me too. So uh, Friday and Saturday are when these matches go. And you can lay some bets, by the way, at footybets.ca. 
and uh, take advantage of some great offers from North Star Bets. So get on there, why don't you? Because there's some good value still, especially in the goal scorers market right now. Messi's plus money to score a goal. Kane is, I think it's plus 155 to score at any time against France. Uh, so there's, there's value to be had, as they say. Um, hey, JC... Do we, uh, have, yeah, do, we uh, have, yes. uh, do we have some... Time for another footy trivia! <laughs> so this is an interesting one. Uh, looking at Morocco and, you know, how, like, you know, these sort of anything can happen with a team that just, if you've got nothing to lose, just go for it. What is the lowest ranking team? Now, keep in mind, the world rankings for football uh, countries came into play in 1992. What team, obviously, right, what team or what country was the lowest ranking World Cup champion since 1992? Well, that's a good question. Lowest since ranking world champion. Yes. So, oh, 94 Brazil yeah. won. 98 France won. 02 was Brazil again. 06 was uh, Germany. Germany. Uh, sorry. I'll say France. France. Uh, wait, hang on. I'm going through this right now. Did, did France win? No, did Italy won 06. Italy won 06. Pardon me, yes. 10 was Spain. 14 was Germany. 18 was France again. Oh, okay. I'm going to you said France, Jimmy, right? Which France? Which, which one? 98? Sorry. Uh, yeah, 98 or 18? Oh. 18, because they, they knocked out Ireland to get in. Aha. Well done. Yes. Well, you are right. completely incorrect. Oh, <laughs> it was, oh, it was 98. 98. They were, they were That's when they knocked out, wasn't it, Henri? Yes, it and was. They, they came in through the qualifier? The hand. Yeah. Was that the hand? Was that the hand here? No, that was 98. No, okay. no, no. You're thinking of, uh, I think, 14. Or was it that, was, that was the headbutt no. year. 98, Henri wasn't, it wasn't anything in 98. He was 98 barely was a Juventus player. Wasn't it the headbutt year? 98, it was Byzante, Lizarazu, and those boys. Um, who was else was in there? Christian Crembo, Deschamps. So was it, it was France 98? France 98. They were so ranked ran. 18th in the world, and they came through. and They were 18th because they were yeah. great. They won Euro as well in 2000. Yeah. But was, no, just, was it not Zidane's year to headbutt? 06. Uh, and it was 06. Oh, man, my sense of time is awful. Yeah, Marco Materazzi in the final, so, right? In 90, 98. Uh, Desai, yep, LeBlanc, LeBlanc, Turam, Turam, Deschamps, Lizarazu, Barthez in goal, yep, Deschamps in midfield with um, was Emmanuel Petit there, yes, and Robert Perez, Robert Perez, up top was Karembu was in the squad, but. Oh, who was up front is a really mediocre. Oh my god, let's find this out actually because that interests me. Okay, 98 world. This is riveting podcast material. I know right <laughs> people, I think, actually might enjoy this part. Oh, is Nelka getting in there? Who Nelka? Ah, uh, he may have been in the squad. Yeah, all right, here we go. Team selection. All right, hang on. Team selection. Where's my uh. Here we go. Okay. 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 Here we go then. Heroes. Right, so Bartes, Turam, Leboeuf, Disaye, Lizarazu, there's your back four. Deschamps, Karembu, oh, and Karimbu. Emmanuel Petit. Zidane. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Jesus. Uh, Yuri Jokiev. And Stefan Givach. Remember him? 
very average, but scored some big goals. Can you name the uh, Brazilian team for that final? Uh... Was Ronaldo there? Yep, he was. And, Remember that? and Rivaldo. The infamous, that's the infamous, um, did he have a seizure? Did he puke? Was he poisoned before the match? But he made it. It was Ronaldo and Rivaldo, yes. Rivaldo, Rivaldo. was in there too. Yep, that's yeah. correct. Um, that was the team that I was rooting for back in 98 when I bought my first uh, World Cup official uh, Adidas ball. I think it was oh, Adidas nice. ball. And I, I got kicked out of a mall for kicking it into a flower shop and smashing a, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a big bouquet of flowers. <laughs> so, uh, Claudio Taffarel and goal. Cafu, right back. Cafu. Jimmy, come on. All there with Junior Baiano, center backs. Bobby Carlos, left back. Cesar Sampaio with Dunga in the central of midfield. And up in the attacking midfield, you got Rivaldo and Leonardo. And then Bebeto and Ronaldo. Oh, Bebeto, remember his, mm-hmm. uh, his goal celebration? Yeah, the little cradling the baby. Yeah. Wasn't that 94, though? The, the baby cradling? Or was that? Yes, that, that was USA. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have it. That was some World Cup. <laughs> That's the first one I ever covered, actually. I wasn't there that year either. Stuck in studio somewhere. On <laughs> <laughs> a small a little screen. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, listen, let's call it a, a day, shall we? We shall return on Thursday. We'll take tomorrow off. But Thursday, we're going to have uh, a good preview of the upcoming quarterfinals. And also... We'll be talking about this brand new women's professional league in Canada with a very special guest. Uh, It's a huge story, huge news for 2025. We'll hear all about that and much more. So JC, Jimmy, thank you very much. Keep buying newspapers, everyone. Cheers from us. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. 